Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Here we go. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. Just, you know. What have you been up to? It's Friday. We always love Fridays. Yes. What's going on in your world? Mm, Hey, we're getting ready for a little celebration. We are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Be nice little getaway. I know. Not too long and not too short. Yeah, right. For sure. Yes, I I just want to like give us a little what would we call it a little I don't know what we would call it <laughs> I'm not following a little high five maybe yeah that yeah. Um, Naomi and I we get to go through graduation ceremony together yeah who would ever thought who would have thought man we would graduate together yeah who would have thought this 13 years ago nay right. oh yeah not me I didn't even know I'd be doing this yeah me neither not at all which Kind of like I was sharing with you, it's uh, it's amazing how you know we've we share we're on this journey that God's given us insight on spiritual warfare. Yes. Um, but when I first thought I was being called to be a a counselor, it's the Isaiah sixty one yes. uh, verses. Uh, is it one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked, yeah one, Isaiah sixty one one. It was saying, um, you know, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And I always stopped at that mm-hmm. and thought, yes, I am here to bring hope to the hurting. Yeah. But as we are on this journey of spiritual warfare, if you keep reading, it says uh, to proclaim liberty, liberty to, to the, the captives. captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Yeah. Bondage. We are anointed for all of that. Yeah. Yes and amen. Yes. Yeah, so Yeah, because I was telling you too that and I just wonder how many counselor Christian counselors are out there that the Lord also plants this scripture in them because that was I was telling you when I was under uh, mentorship under a pastor that um, I came to the scripture and I know it's talking about Jesus and I'm nowhere near Jesus or anything, but I felt like that was the the scripture that the Lord was giving me and he confirmed that I was supposed to be in counseling. And then you said the same thing, that it was confirmation for you. But you know what's crazy? And again, I'm not, I am no way... Right, we're not comparing. No. But I never noticed. The capital M. The capital M. Until just a minute ago. Yes. (laughs) And I was reading it as the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Truth. Okay, so I'm thinking me because the Lord has anointed me. Yeah. Yes, I'm anointed. Yeah. I never all these years. Saw that capital M. Saw the capital M. Yeah, it is is about Jesus. It is about Jesus. But, But I did write my Bible. Jesus lives in me, therefore I am yeah. anointed to continue what he started. Yeah. Yes, and you Which will finish. all believers. You'll, right, you'll finish until he says you're done. Right. 
that crazy? I just love that. I love when he just throws things out that I never saw before. Uh huh. That's what makes it alive is because he yeah. gives me new revelation. Yeah. New revelation. Anyone that reads the word. Absolutely. There's a new revelation you can get. But I was like, wow, that's that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Isaiah 61. Oh, Isaiah's good. Isaiah, the whole book of Isaiah, you know, is my favorite. I've been in Isaiah a lot, reading Isaiah 54 almost daily. I was in Isaiah 53. Um, it's it's definitely some some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Because it's about, you know, Jesus being our redeemer and... Um, like again, setting captives free and covenant of peace. So, yeah, it's all good, good right? It's a good book. Yeah, I love Isaiah. So that brings us to what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Another part of good versus evil, right? Which I think people are really liking us talk about good versus evil. And yes. I have to tell you, like the books that we're reading, the Bible that we have. Um, you know just some good articles the lord is really he's bringing it out and i think he's he's wanting us to really focus on spiritual warfare right now just because the enemy is out there and he is making himself known yes and i've always had a prayer of lord oh you know father please prepare and equip me for what's to come yeah because i don't know what's going to come but right. he knows and it, this obviously has been, you know, a preparation and equipping because of the day we're in now where yeah. the enemy is in our face doing just oh yeah, ludicrous side swiped things yeah. that you didn't really see coming. But when you are prepared, you're like, recognize it right away. Mm -hmm. May not stop it, you know, instantly, but we can, we can, we definitely can fight it, fight it to where he'll yeah. flee quicker than letting him sit there and torment you over yeah. and over and over. And we were even talking about this, like even in our counseling sessions and the people who come in, like we are seeing it even more clear Yes, how the enemy has people in bondage of, I mean, just something like stress, uh -huh. um, something like worry. Yes. Um, or slumber. Slumber, anger. Yeah. All of these things, mm -hmm. and the enemy will just twist and turn and make that into something really huge. And also, not to mention how the enemy is coming against marriages right now. I, I, this yeah. week, I had several couples, and it's like, okay, time out here. Right. Just time out. Right. We, we've got we've got to call on the Lord here because this this is getting crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, what was I going to say? Because I've noticed too that what He's able to give you is the ability to again have clarity and recognize where it's coming from and then you know how to fight, fight against, against it. it because if you don't know what you're fighting you're then fighting your spouse you know what i mean you're fighting in your flesh you're right you're fighting the flesh right that's the key is you're fighting the flesh in the natural yeah but that's not really who you need to come up against mm -hmm. yeah you know it's yeah. what we talked about before the powers and principalities 
And what I've noticed too is that what's good to have on your radar is that when something traumatic happens or something bad happens in your life, you have to totally be, like I said, have your radars up that the enemy's coming now. Because he not only may have caused, or it could have been just the act of being in sin that something happened. Right, right, right. It happened, but now he's going to kick you yeah. and keep you down. So here's yeah. here's what happens: is here comes these spirits, spirit uh-huh. of rejection, spirit of abandonment, fear, spirit yeah. of yeah abandonment. So mm-hmm. I've told parents, listen, you need to now pray that the spirit of rejection doesn't come on my daughter because this happened. Or yes, the spirit of you know fear right. or. Uh, start praying those off when there's traumatic events have happened. Like you need to now recognize, okay, what spirits could come in and attack right now? Yeah. I'm going to pray them off like before they even get here. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, and here's also, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to this book because Broken Children, Grown-Up yeah. Pain by Paul Hedstrom is yeah. such a great book. And I think it's for every parent, yeah. every teacher, yes. every principal, every anybody who takes care of children, teens, adults, or who was one themselves. So pretty much anyone. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Really, because it can explain why certain people act the way that they do. Yes especially if they didn't get any sort of help to walk through, you know, whatever happened as kids or teenagers. But you know what? The enemy is going to use our children. Mm -hmm. He always has. He did it with Jesus. He did it with Moses. Mm -hmm. So why, why wouldn't he attack our kids? Yeah. You know, so we got to cover our kids. Psalm 91 all the time. I was thinking about that driving in today Uh that, um, I need to look at Psalm 91 today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's God preparing and equipping. Yeah. Because he knows what can happen. Right. So he's saying, hey, soldier, hey, yeah. servant, witness. Yeah. Speak it to, out. Yeah. Speak it out so it will be voided. Right. Null and void. Right. Whatever the enemy's getting ready to try to uh-huh. do. Uh huh. Absolutely. You know, because he can't do anything without permission. True. Remember that. Remember that. This is why God is in complete and utter control. Yeah, thank God. But what's great is that sometimes, this is what a great God we have, is that when we don't do our part, okay, Mm -hmm. and something does happen, God can take that and turn it around for good. Yeah. Because that's what his scriptures say. So even though something bad may happen, He's our refuge and our strong tower. Yes, he can turn it right around mm-hmm. if you allow him and keep your eyes open for it. And you have to keep your mind focused on him. Mm-hmm. You know, is it easy being a believer? No, it is not. Yeah. It's not easy. It is a choice that you get to have, and it's a wonderful choice if you choose it. It yeah. is. It is a wonderful choice because there's no person no spouse, no friend, no counselor, no pastor that will be there for you 24-7 like like the Lord will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was assuring, and I reminded a client of this, that nothing you can, nothing can snatch you from the Father's right hand. Yeah. 
And what that means is nothing. Mm -hmm. Not your stubbornness, because he said he admitted he was very stubborn. Not your stubbornness. Right. Not your fear. Not someone else. Those are just sins. Nothing. Nothing. It says nothing. Nothing can Mm -hmm. separate you from the love of God. Nothing will snatch you from His right hand. So when you are a believer and you're saved, you're saved. Period. Even from your own self. Self. (laughs) From your own wrongs that you do. Right. You're saved from that. But you do have to have a repentant heart that that comes with it. Um, But the Lord is, He's there. He's there for you. So, like we always say, choose them. Which talks about, you know, like we were sharing earlier about faith. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I think we over. We over make it bigger and like more difficult than what it really is. And I think that we're walking in faith every single day that we're not even recognizing the little things we're doing that is an act of faith. Yeah. Because I even told a client, I go, you praying, you going to God in prayer for that is an act of faith. Absolutely. And I don't think people relate that. Right. You deciding to open your Bible to read is an an act act of of faith. faith. Yeah. You then applying some of the stuff you've read is an act of faith. You just going to Jesus is an act of faith. And right. then God made me realize all the examples in the Bible. Yes. And the, here's the sad thing is the ones that stick out in our brain are the big acts of faith. Yeah. Abraham and Abraham Isaac. You know? and Isaac. Wow, yeah. I don't have faith like that. No, you See, don't need it. That's the enemy. They're yeah. telling you. Yeah, you don't have big faith like that, so maybe you're not saved. Maybe you're not a believer. Right. Or, you know, David and Goliath. Oh, oh I would never do that. I couldn't do that. That's not Moses. Why not? Moses and all the things that he did. Oh, right. I could never do that. Going up to that mountain twice. Right. But look at let the little things that there's so many yeah. examples. The woman that just went and touched, touched Jesus' hem, the hem oh. of his clothing. That, oh, I love that one. And what did Jesus say? Your faith has made you well. Yeah. Someone just saying, I, I want to be well. Or look yes. at look at the uh, man at the pool of Bethesda. Yes. Where he was sitting there for 38 years. And he was waiting for the Holy Spirit to stir the water. But when the Holy Spirit did that, everybody just rushed in. And he couldn't get there because he was, in his eyes, crippled. Yes. And then Jesus, all Jesus did was said, do you want to be made well? Yeah, that's all. Do you want to be made well? Yeah. If your answer is yes, then pick up your mat. That's faith. Yeah. That is faith. Yeah. Pick up your mat and go. Right. And he did. We got to have faith. You know, and I even, you know, we were reading Acts in our Bible study. And and even this example, like God pointed out to me, this is when Paul was in Lystra. I'm going to read a little bit here. It says, it's uh, Acts 14, verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. He was a cripple from his mother's womb who had had never walked. Mm. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently. He just looked and, at yeah, him. Look, yeah. And seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Look at that. That was an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Him just listening intently, observing, watching. And, and Paul just said, stand up. So he stood up and he leaped. Yeah. 
and he's never walked in his life. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. how would he even know to leap or right. how it would, he had no idea how it would even feel. Right. But that is an act of faith. So we need to realize that's what that's what brings meaning to, like, you only need faith as small as a mustard, mustard seed. seed. Yeah. That's it. Because if it was anything more, then it would be I did. It would I, be your works. I, I, yes. And it would become work. So... I don't remember the saying, but it was like God's faithfulness is what I don't remember. I'm going to have to try to recall that. But it, it was talking about it's it's God's faithfulness to us mm-hmm. um, that, first of all, allows us to do all this. But it's God's faithfulness. It's not even it's not even us. Because it again, isn't us. None of it is. In my unfaithfulness, God was always there. It's He's his always faithfulness. Faithful. He can't be anything other but faithful. Right. Right. So, I mean, in our faith, though, we have to have faith, and faith is what is going to help us when we come to spiritual warfare. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, um, what do we want to talk about today? Um, let's just go, uh, let's talk about what we read in our Bible here. 61. Um, yes, it's in Isaiah 61. Um and it's talking about, uh, again, what we were saying about setting the captives free. Um, but let's read this little insert here. It's saying, the title I love, it says, Don't Let Satan Crowd Jesus Out of Your Life. Right, and we do need to give credit to Kimberly Daniels. Uh, she wrote a book, Clean House, Strong House. So um, that's where some of this information comes from. And, and it is really good. Yeah. Yeah, so let's do it. Okay, it says, Jesus came to set the captives free. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. That's Isaiah 61.1 that we Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. But life can crowd a person to the point of suffocation, and that person may not understand why. Yeah. Satan loves to crowd people and give them limited living spaces. Yes. Prisoners of war are given very limited living space, often a mere hole in the ground or a tiny cramped cell. Can you imagine having to sit day after agonizing day in a hole so small that you could hardly straighten your legs? Once released from those cramped quarters, no doubt you would be very protective of the space you finally have. When people are set free from the oppression of the enemy, they enter a process of renewal. Just as a POW must be reacclimated to living free, the new believer must learn to live free in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we learn that as a new creation, old things have passed mm-hmm. away. Look, all things have become new. Yeah, It is a process. The process of becoming new involves several steps. First step is reconciliation, man's reconnection with God. Then restoration, renovation of the soul and mind, then transformation, an outward change that is visible to the natural eye. Mm-hmm. The prerequisites of reconciliation, restoration, and transformation begin the process of coming into the light. Get connected with God and allow Him to tear down your own will and rebuild his will for your life. Mm. That is so important right there mm-hmm. because you're allowing 
You're giving him permission mm -hmm. with to, your free will to, to say take yes. Charge. Not my will, but your, your will. will. Yep. Get connected. Okay, I read that. Mm -hmm. Once the renovation has taken place, mm -hmm. be willing to walk, walk in, the, in change. the change. You guys, change, yeah. I know it's hard for some people, but man, if you just take one step forward in something different mm -hmm. than what you're doing, yes, you won't be stuck. Yes. It just takes one step, and then that's going to give you the courage to take another one. Yes. Yeah, don't get overwhelmed with it. Sometimes in counseling, I know you've seen this too, where I would tell people, you know what? We just need to make a little tweak. Yes. It's literally just a, tweak. Just a little tweak in what you're doing. Uh-huh. And I think it will resolve other things. It's right. like a snowball effect it sometimes. Is. Yeah. When you do one change, then it's like, oh, okay, that took care of that and yeah. that. And then it... And you'll see that with God's help, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So... So this says, many are allergic to change. Mm, <laughs> so so true. true. The spirits of the world follow us, trying to get us to keep things as they were before salvation. Let's sit on that for a minute. Because we've been talking about, we're probably going to go deeper into some of these mm -hmm. spirits that oppress us. Mm -hmm. But listen, the spirit, just because you have started to come into the light okay and you're starting your restoration process it says the spirits of the world follow you yeah they're trying to get you to keep things as they were before salvation yeah see the enemy doesn't want you to change for god yeah. he wants you to be on his side not god's side right so if you make a change in god's direction right you're on his side right and the enemy is going to try to sway you differently. Right. And the key is don't try to make change on your own. This is what the whole point of coming to the light is, coming to Jesus. Because um, we can't do it on our own. No. We can't make changes yeah. completely. Right. Maybe a little bit, then you may falter back. But you got to ask for God's help. But don't you want that full change to where you're reading, you're reaching the whole transformation? Yeah. Um, but remember, like she's saying here, there's a constant struggle, struggle with, with change. change. Don't think you're on the wrong path because it's hard. You're yeah. probably on the right path because it is hard. Yeah, absolutely. There is a struggle there. Yeah. Because remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. blood. You're wrestling in spirit, so you have a struggle because they don't want you to change for the good. Because remember, and we've said this a million times, you're dealing with spirits of the enemy. We have the Holy Spirit yeah. in us. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit and that other spirit, mm -hmm. they don't connect. Right. They're not friends. They're at war. They're at war with each right. other. So there's where the battle is. Yes. We right. have to remember that because if you have the Holy Spirit in you, these spirits, I mean, they're, um, they're going to come at you right. strong. But they can't, they, if you fight it and you use the Holy Spirit's strength and power, they won't win. Right. That's what you have to remember. Yeah. Is that it may in be a struggle end, for a win. while. 
But then, yes, God, Jesus is already victorious what he did on the cross, which is why we have the ability to fight and win. And we are victorious because, like we said before, mm -hmm. we have the power and the authority of Jesus. Right, right. That gives us the ability to fight off um, to fight off what the enemy is trying to throw at us. Right, right. But don't do it in your own strength. No. You gotta have you can't you really can't do it on your no, own. No, you gotta have people praying for you. Yes. You've gotta be in your word. Yes. You've gotta ask um you've gotta ask Prayer the Lord. Is the most powerful oh. thing. Yeah. I keep you know, it came up this week too and I'm having a client read the story about how um Daniel was praying and fasting in the is it was it Michael that was wrestling with the Prince of Persia? The spirit of Persia, yeah, mm -hmm. was it, or Gabriel? Ooh, see, no, one of the, I thought I it think was, it was Michael. I think it was Michael. So, see, when our prayers go up, yeah, okay, and we're asking for God's will uh -huh. that's already in heaven, yeah, because His will is done in heaven to bring it to earth. Mm -hmm. This message sometimes, or our answer, yeah, could be delayed because the enemy is is not wanting us to get that message. There's something, a battle like in the we're just talking realm. about. Something is blocking it. Mm -hmm. Something is uh, delaying it yeah. in the way. And this is why prayers. You have to be fervent and persistent yeah. with your prayer until you get your answer. Yes, for sure. It's not that God doesn't want to give us the answer, or like He's he, not hearing you. Yes, He already gave the answer to. Michael and said, give this, deliver this to Daniel. Right. He already gave it to him instantly. Yeah. But there was a war there was in a the war. spiritual realm. Right. Yeah. It's happening today. Oh my goodness. So strong too. So, so when you understand the process, it will be easier to come into the light. The purpose of the process is to cause a series of actions that will bring about results. Mm -hmm. Each action will move us further along in the process of the new birth. Because we have to remember that in the process of, um, of being in spiritual warfare, there's something that the Lord wants you to learn. Yeah. It's not just that the enemy is attacking you. No, the, the Lord needs you to learn something. Yes. He did this with Job. Right. It's just like if you think of the vision we gave you about being a soldier in the yeah. war. The soldier that goes to get trained doesn't know everything when he first gets uh, enlisted and he's, he's first there. Yeah. He's being taught and trained and given on the all job. of this. On the job. Yes. It's on the job training, y'all. Yes. On the job training. Don't think that when you come to Jesus, like everything is going to completely make sense and you got all these tools and no, you got all these weaponry. It's a process. It's a, it, it's a process. Don't go ahead of the process. Nope. Don't stay on the sidelines of the process. Nope. Don't sit on the couch of the process. Right. Just keep going forward through the process, even though it's a struggle. If there's a struggle, that means you're on the right path. Absolutely. We let that be a confirmation that, yeah. okay, all right, got, I got, I see you, enemy. Uh -huh. I'm going to keep trucking over you. Yeah, see, that's where you have to have righteous anger right. with the enemy. So you get, you get angry with the enemy because he can't defeat you no. if you do your part. 
if you do your part you got to do your part though you can't just sit back and say oh god i, I need you to take this away right. from me I'm what do just, you learn i'm from just that? waiting i'm waiting I'm waiting and you're not doing anything right no go to prayer yes sometimes that's what you do in the waiting is yeah. you praise worship prayer yeah you know you you learn about that particular thing so you can have wisdom and knowledge about it and listen I want to say this to our um, to our more mature in Christ clients are mm -hmm clients that are older mm -hmm. um, God is not done with you mm -hmm. he is not done with you and if you can't physically go and do something for the Lord that you are wanting to do that is okay listen he needs soldiers in the army to pray oh to pray, to encourage people, to write people letters or right. cards or to put scripture in those, to to help other people, to mentor people younger than you. Right. You still have the ability. So much value. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's priceless. Yeah. So, you know, when things look like, you know, gosh, what what good am I? Right. What good are you? Right. You are very good. You <laughs> you are needed by the Lord. To if you're willing, that's all it takes. God says he looks to and fro for those that are willing yeah. and able. Yeah. So he will make you able as long as you're willing uh -huh. to do something, he'll use you. That's right. I always tell people, you know what? God does never waste a good heart. No, he doesn't. If no. you If you want to do good and you want to be better, you want to be transformed, he is not going to waste it. Right. You just got to go to him though. You right. got to you got to ask. Yeah, we need to stop putting the I have to do this. I I need to get this right. I No. We need to take no. the eye out of it. Because really you'll never do. you'll never you'll never get to that place. Like I saw myself and I'm being honest and transparent. I might have said this before, but I will I'm doing it to myself, but I will start to uh, imagine and think about the what I'm praying for, when, how, where it will happen, and yeah. I'm like, and then I get disappointed. Right. All I'm doing is setting myself up yeah. for disappointment, yeah. and all I have to remember is that it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. That's my where your faith of the mustard seed has to come in force and say. It will happen because I'm putting my disappointment in the Lord then. Because then my disappointment is like, well, gosh, Lord, well, why gosh, didn't you God, come through? Why, why wasn't today the day? You know, yeah. like I was all excited about it. And then it's like it didn't happen. So I'm like, OK, I'm I have to like release all yeah. my expectations. Yeah. So you need to if you're battling something and you're like in a battle and you like keep praying and praying, don't give up. But ask yourself, am I? Am I setting my own expectations and assumptions about right, this? Right. If you remove those, boy, it's just a relief. It is. And you have to remember those scriptures that say, but God. Right. But God, he will do it. Timing is perfect. Yes. You don't know that. I don't know when the timing is perfect. Right. He knows. And if it's something that you're praying for that is righteous, that is in the will of God, he's hearing you. Yes, he is. He's hearing That's you. That's the thing. It's the will of God. Yes. The yes. will of God.
you know, yes. because I prayed for a million dollars and clearly that was not in the will right. of God. Okay. Right. So right. Um, you have to be in God's will. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, he's faithful. Right. He'll come through. Yes. Remember that. But do your part of praying. Don't just sit. Yeah. And so waiting. can we, um, we got just a few more minutes, but can we just kind of recap this? So yeah. we said, don't let Satan crowd Jesus out of your life. You, you can't, you can't focus on all of those things that, you know, the enemy is attacking you with. You got to put your eyes on Jesus. Right. You have to focus on him. Um, and I think here was another point I want to make because when it said when people are set free from the oppression mm -hmm. of the enemy, mm -hmm. if you are in Christ, you're not possessed, right? In the with the uh, of the enemy, yeah. you're you have oppression, right? Um, oppression. And no one's immune. No, no. I mean, he immune. attacks even unbelievers because he wants them to stay in their sin. So, yeah. I mean, he's busy at work on everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But the um, the good news is is Christ he defeated death. Um, the enemy is death. Mm -hmm. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, and He's all the we, father of lies. He is the father of lies. That's his most favorite tactic: is to lie and let Get you believe in your brain. the lie. Yeah, he tells you a lie. Mm hmm and watches you sit there and believe it and mm -hmm. internalize it and then it becomes your identity well and i just said this to a client yesterday because she said something um in regards to her husband and i said okay can we just step back a bit because what is the reality of that mm -hmm. what is the mm -hmm. reality what is the truth of what you just said right and she couldn't <laughs> she, I mean, I'm not trying to, but this is why people need counseling, to be honest. Yes. Because you know how many times I'll just sit there and listen yeah. to like a husband and wife yeah. or a mother, daughter, or, yeah. you know, father, daughter, and I pick up on things mm -hmm. where they're like, they didn't even see it like that. Yeah. But it's just a matter of having a third party just sit there, listen, even observe how they're talking to each other. Right. The little their dance that they do. Their, yeah. And then you can pick up on, oop, that's exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. And to be able to lovingly call them out on, okay, this, this is, this is what I see in you. And this yeah. is what I see in you. And yeah. this is what we, this is the behavior we need to Well, I had to, to tell this person, listen, because I immediately saw her shut it down. Mm -hmm. She shut down and was, she didn't, she was, she was not present in the session. Ugh. And, and, you know, I said, listen, I'm speaking truth to you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to be negative here, but you know, I think we have to understand what truth is before we could go on because the enemy will get in your mind and will speak to you until you believe it. And yeah. and that's that's not truth. That's not God. It's a lie. Yeah. And so if you want to walk with the Lord, right. come on now. We we gotta know what truth is. Yes. And we have to know what truth is of this situation. Right. Because clearly Expose that was him. not the husband's heart. Right. So, yes. you know, yes, we got to do this. You know, we got to look at the this process of becoming new involves yes. the several steps of reconciliation, 
restoration and transformation. And then like we said, we have to get connected with God and we got to be willing to walk in the change. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, wow. until uh, next time, we'll continue on with good, uh, good versus evil, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. All right, see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.